everybody has their own thing. Whether you collect toys, whether you play video games, whether you read comic books, watch movies, we all have our little thing that brings us back to childhood, and this is it for me. I'm Peter Creighton, and welcome to The Looking Glass, a program that examines the stories behind personal interests. So I have to say, I'm really excited for the topic we will be exploring on this edition of The Looking Glass. You see, this area is very near and dear to my heart. Allow me for a moment to tell you a quick story. When I was six years old, my older sister Kelly and I were watching Saturday morning cartoons. She had the remote and was flipping through the channels. She landed on a channel which was showing a program we were not allowed to watch because of the violence. But she didn't change the channel. We were watching the forbidden show. For some reason, I vividly remember my parents telling us we weren't allowed to watch this. Yet, my older sister was allowing me the opportunity to hang out with her. So I wasn't going to ruin this glorious moment by writing her out to my mom and dad that we were watching the forbidden show. Little did I know that I was about to witness my first ever professional wrestling show. I still remember what I saw. The Ultimate Warrior was attacked by a new, dark, and mysterious rookie named The Undertaker. After attacking the Ultimate Warrior, The Undertaker picked the warrior up and locked him in a casket. It was the coolest thing I had ever seen. I was hooked and became a huge WWF fan, which did not please my parents. But they were cool enough to allow me to continue watching it, as long as I watched it with my dad. Eventually, I started getting the legendary WWF Hasbro action figures to play with. And it is these action figures which will be the topic of this edition of The Looking Glass. Today, we will meet Joey Eastman, an independent pro wrestling manager and collector of WWF Hasbro action figures. I call this entry, Figures with Real Wrestling Action. My name is Joey Eastman. I am an independent pro wrestling manager for Chikara as Sydney Bacabella. I first met Joey almost 10 years ago when I was one of the co-hosts for a pro wrestling talk show I hosted with a bunch of friends from college called Rumble Radio. We met Joey through an independent wrestling company he was working for at the time and became good friends. Over the years, we've stayed in touch via social media. A few years ago, Joey started posting pictures of the Hasbro WWF action figure collection he was amassing. Seeing these old figures brought back a ton of memories for me, and I knew I had to speak with Joey about his newfound hobby. But before we talk about his collection, we need to start at the beginning. How did Joey first become a fan of professional wrestling? Um, I was watching the A-Team because my dad watched it. And this is going back almost, it's over 30 years now. So I was like four years old. And I remember right after the A-Team, um, they did a lead-in for All-American Wrestling at the time. 
and it was Mr. T on pro wrestling. So the TV just sort of stayed on. And the first guy I saw on the show was King Kong Bundy. And that was the largest man I've ever seen. I'm like, that is awesome. He just beat up this little guy and it was the coolest thing ever. And I was hooked ever since then. Mr. T's crossover appeal in the mid 80s led many a child to becoming a fan of professional wrestling. And like so many kids from the 1980s, Joey needed action figures to continue the adventure with his favorite characters when he couldn't watch them. Here, he tells how he first came across WWF action figures. The WWF came out with the LJN figures, which I had a bunch of them when I was a little kid. And then we would go to KB Toys every Sunday and I would get to pick out one action figure. And for a while, they stopped having the LJNs. And then I went one Sunday and there was Demolition Smash and Ravishing Rick Rude sitting on the, uh, and Akeem, that's right, Akeem, I can't forget him, sitting on the, uh, on, on the wall. So the LJN figures were like $8.99. These were only $3.99 at the time. So I was able to get all three of them, and I can't tell you how many matches I had with those three guys for a week um, because they actually did moves and they moved and everything else. So it was really cool. And, like, you know, Smash was may have doubled as Hulk Hogan. Smash may have doubled as The Undertaker at the time. Like, there was so much that I did. My imagination was running wild. It was the coolest thing, and it just snowballed from there. That's the magic of action figures. They allow kids to pick their favorite character and go on imaginative adventures with them. You can go anywhere and do anything. But as Joey opens up, sometimes he was even able to get away from problems he was experiencing at home. Well, it took me away, like not to get dark or anything like that, but my mom was a hoarder. My dad was a raging alcoholic. So these action figures took me away from everything. Like there was nothing else going on in the world except for my show that I was booking. And for like my two hours after work, that's what I had. And it took me away. So, you know, looking back on it, it sounds really grim and everything else, but that was all that I had. That's pretty powerful. These action figures were able to take Joey away and allow his imagination to run wild. Simply by playing with these action figures, Joey began developing skills that would help him later on in his adult life working in professional wrestling. I would book my own shows. Um, I, was, I was booking shows with my action figures at nine years old where I would line them up and actually, I was doing it earlier than that with the LJN figures. But, you know, I would line them up and I would have matches and I would have storylines. And, like, I knew that I couldn't do 10 matches because I would get bored of it. So every night there were six matches and every night was the next week instead of just the next night because I didn't understand towns or anything like that and you know, all the stuff I know now, but every night was a different week. So Monday night was week one. And then next week 
there's going to be this match. And, oh, it was, I mean, a nine-year-old kid doing this stuff, it was, I was the announcer all the time, and I would take over the whole house being the announcer. It's amazing the impact a piece of plastic can have. But I was curious, why specifically these action figures? Why not the aforementioned LJN ones? One of the big things that I love about these figures, because I could have gone back and collected the LJNs. I could have gone and collected the, the uh, Jax figures that came out afterwards. But the Hasbro figures were so colorful, and because I'm a giant gimmick in wrestling, every one of these people were either really colorful or had the coolest gimmicks. While doing production on this episode, I began YouTubing old WWF Hasbro toy commercials. Here's part of one which I think embodies why they appealed to Joey so much. So awesome. So now that we've examined Joey's love of professional wrestling and the emotional connection he has to the Hasbro WWF action figures, it's time to explore how Joey's collection started in the first place. There was an independent wrestler out here in New England named Perry Von Vicious, who we were on a car ride from um, New Hampshire to Chicago to work a, you know, to work a show. And, you know, in the car, you just get to talking about everything. And I'm like, I was telling him about how I used to book matches. And he said the same thing. And I'm like, you know, one day, because I was, I, I didn't have a lot to my name at the time. So I'm like, one day I'm going to have enough money to just say the heck with it. I'm going back and I'm buying every one of those figures. And I helped Perry out a lot getting bookings. Even when he moved to California, I hooked him up with Davina Rose at the time up for big time wrestling. And I'm like, Hey, you know, this is, this is Davina, Davina, this is Perry. You both good friends of mine. Please take care of him while he's out there. And as a thank you one day, he asked me for my address on Facebook sent and I get a box on my doorstep and it had like 15 Hasbros with a, with an amazing letter that I actually have hanging up on my wall. Um, you know, with the with a picture of the original 15 that he sent me. And, you know, he was just like, thank you for doing so much for me, for helping me with this huge move and everything else. Um, I can't thank you enough, so here's a little gift to get you started. Simple acts of kindness always blow me away. And I'm not the only one. Like, I was so taken back. I'm like, no, you know, like no one's ever done that. So it was so cool. And like, these were like, now that I look at it, I look online and these were sitting in his basement. He wasn't doing anything with them, but you know, I look online and if I were to buy these, I'm spending, you know, a few hundred dollars on these. So he really was the one that got me started on it. I feel like there's a big misconception out there from the general public towards individuals who collect action figures or toys in general. During the conversation with Joey, I brought that up to him, and his response was really enlightening. People that collect these figures get it. If you don't collect these figures, you just, you know, like, I don't collect comic books, but all of my friends read comic books. I don't get it. But I get my Hasbro figures, and I feel like everyone 
everybody has their own thing. Whether you, you know, collect toys, whether you play video games, whether you read comic books, watch movies, we all have our little thing that brings us back to childhood, and this is it for me. As our conversation continued, I asked Joey to share a story with me about finding any of the super rare action figures. He then proceeded to tell me the story of Evil Crush. It was Evil Crush, who was one of the last ones I needed. So Evil Crush runs about 200 bucks, And it's a very, very rare figure for anyone who doesn't know about this figure. It's just hard to come across. And there was, I'm in a Facebook chat or a Facebook group for Hasbro figures. And this dude in really bad grammar puts up, I have evil crush $55. And I'm like, Oh, okay. Let's. So I message him and I'm like, yeah, I'll take it from you right now. He's like, okay, great. Shipping from Milan, Italy will be a hundred dollars. <laughs> and at that point there, I'm in too deep. Um, I'm like, yeah, okay, let's do this. And sure enough, it shows up on the bank, on the uh, credit card statement. And my wife is like, you just spent all of this money on a four inch toy. And, you know, needless to say, I got a couple of evil looks that night. It was a successful mission. Joey got his evil crush, but there was one elusive figure he still needed to complete his collection. As he began his search for that final figure, little did he know he would reconnect with someone from his past. All I needed was a zebra Brutus beefcake. It was one that I just completely forgot about. I'm like, oh, I forgot, you know, I needed him. I always thought I had him for some reason. So I, I just put that on Facebook, and then three people sent me the zebra Brutus beefcake, including my best friend from elementary school who I haven't seen since elementary school. And he, uh, he's like, dude, I still have that one in my basement. I'm going to send it to you. I want to be the one to complete your set. So it, it was very cool because it brought us back together, you know, like talking, I'm actually uh, heading down to New Bedford, Mass, where he lives in that area. And I'll be doing a show down there. And I'm like, you have to come to the show. The show's on me. It, it's just crazy that, you know, I'm going to see my, best friend from elementary school because of Hasbro figures. As we reached the end of our conversation, I asked Joey a question that all wrestling fans, myself included, received on a fairly regular basis. And I thought it'd be a great way to close out this episode. What is so special about professional wrestling? I, I really think that as wrestling fans, deep down, no matter what we do, we're always going to have this weird tie to wrestling. And no matter what we do, we're always going to have this weird tie to our childhood. I mean, you know, no matter what, it's always going to be in our past. So being able to tie both of them together as adults, it's, it's just special, like looking at them and you get to remember the the old memories that you have of sitting there with the tag match, you know, sitting there booking shows and... WWF Hasbro action figures. Four inches of painted plastic that allowed a young Joey Eastman to grow his imagination and escape from childhood problems. As an adult, 
These figures allowed him to experience kindness, reconnect with friends from his childhood, and relive the excitement we all felt as a kid picking out that brand new action figure to play with. Sometimes four inches of painted plastic have a whole new meaning. This edition of The Looking Glass was written, recorded, and edited by Peter Creighton. The Looking Glass was created by Steven Anderson and me, Peter Creighton. A special thanks goes out to Joey Eastman for joining me from beautiful New England. For more information on The Looking Glass, please visit our SoundCloud account at soundcloud.com slash lookingglasspodcast. You can also email the show at thelookingglasspodcast at gmail.com. I'm Peter Creighton, and cheers. Cheers.